Sergio, we play first first person shooters, right? Mm. Any first person shooter when you're just playing the single player, yeah. okay? Yeah. And one of the most terrifying moments for me when you have to make a choice is when you have multiple doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, shit, man. Dude, I played. Uh, I got Fallout Three, which is not a streamlined game, right? No, it's a world. very open world. Just to explain to you how terrified I was once. Do have you played Fallout Three? Yes, yeah. Okay, so you're in the bunker. For a long time, yeah. learning the controls and the game. And then you step out. Yeah. When you step out, they don't tell you what to do anymore. No. They just leave you. When that happened, I actually turned off the game. I Terrifying. couldn't play it. I stayed one year. It stayed in my... I played other games. And I couldn't look at it. Because, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't get emotionally invested in something like this. Like, I need to be told... Either do this or that. Or like, you know how those games you have like good answers or bad answers in conversations and ones you have like in red or you have in blue so that they tell you this is the good answer, that's the bad answer. It will give you different influences. Whereas other games, like for example, Fallout, they just, you answer and see the consequences of your actions. But a lot of people cannot go into that. They can't, man. You know, like they they need a much more easy, streamlined, black and white, two two sides. And that's where I'm going to make my choice. Exactly. This is one of the biggest issues you you will find in as a perfect analogy in gaming Mm. is this element of if you see choice and you see difficult situations. It's the two types of gamers as well. The average person doesn't want to be overwhelmed with information. They want the information streamlined. They want the dungeon master to tell them where to go and what to kill and what to... Don't confuse me with moral (laughs) choice. Exactly. I don't want to... I don't want to have to live with my choices. No, I don't... This is why you hate exactly. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, just as an inside information into when I d- DM'd his game and his campaign, a lot of my situations are all about oh, oh, yeah. oh you think you're getting away with this uh, easy yeah, choice? No, nope. you're not getting You're gonna pay for it three sessions oh, later, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but that's that's the thing that I yeah. realized later on. I realized that as a DM, as anything else, if you're even a game designer, if you're somebody writing a book, if you're mm. you're doing a YouTube channel, yeah. Most people don't want you to make them feel confused. They want actually, to yeah. feel safe. This is where, uh, this is actually the basis of my my podcast and why I started doing something like this is to like understand a specific topic that is very complicated and extremely like gray mm. uh, in, in any of the values, let's say religious, for example, values. So if you come to someone and you tell him this idea, they will be like, oh my God, you're like a heretic. You are, you are challenging my beliefs. Right. But what I, what my purpose is, is to streamline it as much as possible. Because at the end of the day, I need those people to understand where I'm coming from, for example. I need to be challenged in ways that, just like, the, like for example, if I want to understand something in quantum mechanics, if I open a book for Stephen Hawking, I'm not going to understand a single word he said. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he doesn't talk to me as if he wants me to understand. He's talking to a, a physicist, exactly. a scientist. So that's not my approach. My approach is to 
make it more streamlined because this is the world we live in. This is the reality. Reality yeah. is people don't have the time to invest in uh, an hour and a half or in a full book to understand, you know, the, 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 the theories or the ideology or something. They just want, okay, just give me the brief. What is the brief summary of what you But then you will never see what you want in the world. This is the point I make. I feel like there's, there's a loss of sacrifice, Sergio. I feel like people yeah. want change in the world. Mm. They want to see something substantial happen, but they don't want to put the effort in the energy that it takes like yeah. even if you talk about comedians comedians will say you have to do 10 years of stand-up before and you will ever be a comedian okay, okay and it's like there's no way to circumnavigate that you can do your marketing amazingly yeah you can do this you can even be successful but at some point your lack of experience is going to catch oh, up yeah. to you yeah so the same thing happens with information like if you look at mythology there's always like in, in ancient mythology mm-hmm. there's kind of this thing about you know you self-sacrifice odin takes out his fuck, fucking eye yeah right sacrifices puts himself upside down from Drassel as a tree yeah, and spends yeah, I don't know yeah. how many days staring into nothingness as he's drained out, right? Yeah. Only to learn the secrets of magic later on. And the idea behind the story is that self-sacrifice and deciding, you know what? I'm going to try as a monkey, as stupid as hard mm. it is, yeah. I'm going to try to read this book by Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah, feel yeah. bored. I'm going to re- repeat the lines in the paragraph over, or even when I'm on Audible, I'll hit rewind a million fucking times to understand what the hell they're talking about. But I feel like that that effort to put the work in gives me something a lot more substantial. And I, I agree with that. But when you gave the example of mythology and stuff, you also have to remember the times that were, were happening back then, right? So back then, life was much slower than it is now. I'm not saying it's a good thing where we are, but back then... You didn't. You weren't in a rush all the time, so you could sit down and let's say I'm not talking about sacrifice, but I'm talking about reading the mythology, for example, understanding it, grasping it. Yes. Okay. You literally had nothing else to do, so people used to invest a lot of their time because they used to look at life differently. Now we're so much in a rush to get all the information that we can in the minimum amount of time because there's so much to grasp that there's now it's becoming an issue on a psychological level. There's a lot of psychiatrists who talk about this flow information and you know what we call the information age and how it's good and brought this education to everyone. It kind of like fell into the other extreme where it just won't stop. And if you feel like you're not, let's say you decided to take a break from social media to read a book by Stephen Hawking for one week, Okay, you're going to miss out on so much in social media that when you come back, you're like, what the hell just happened? That's okay. I, personally, yeah, I feel like that exactly. should be okay. Some people see that as okay. Some people are like, no, I have to always be on top of things because they're being pushed into this, this narrative of if you're not keeping up with everything, you're going to fall behind. You're going to not keep lie. up on that. Exactly. It's, it's, it's it is shallow, a lie. Yes. It's, it's shallow interaction with yeah. the world. Like It's like... It's like if you don't delve into anything deep enough, you're never going to appreciate it at the level of a master. Yeah. Because a master is spending thousands and thousands of hours. Just, like you take somebody that will polish a fucking piece of pottery. Yeah. Okay. He's just like oh, the, the yeah. idea of repeating <laughs> the polish a fucking 10,000 times yeah. until it starts glistening. And he's a Japanese master who yeah. now understands. And he looks at it and looks at you and you go, yeah, I can do it in a machine with five minutes. It's like, yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> but you're, there's a depth of understanding that he's at that you're never going to achieve exactly and if you're okay with giving up that price and this is why i'm not judging people by the Mm, way a mm. lot of people assume when i say that i say you should live your life like that i don't i'm saying if you decide to have a a very shallow experience of things you're Mm. gonna have tidbits platters bite-sized m&ms about life yeah expect bite-sized results exactly exactly like the what you're investing in terms of emotional investment and it's going to be small as opposed to someone who has spent a life dedicated to a cause 
and how much he's going to get in reward, for example. Let's say he, the cause happens and he he gets what he wants. Exactly. His level of you know, enjoyment or of satisfaction is going to be much bigger than yours because you're like, I just invested this. You're going to get as much as you invested in it. Yeah. yeah. So the issue I have is when people do that as well and then they end up saying things like, you know, the reason why I can't succeed in this or the reason why I can't, you know, write a book for shit or I can't, you know, make people do this. It's always some other external problem. Yeah. And when you do that, you're telling me that you don't have an opportunity to develop yourself to the point where you understand something at a master's level. Yeah. You don't want to do that. And then you want to expect life to give but you something. But the reason why you don't want to do that is because you are bombarded all day long by how much you are lacking when it comes to comparing yourself to others. Yeah. You know, like our generation, like millennials, okay, we are going through something that no other generation has went through when it comes to the pressure that we put on ourselves in terms of expectations. We are always online. We are always seeing what others are putting out there as real life, even though it's not real life. And you feel like you're always running out of time. You're always like, oh my God, I'm 35. What have I achieved yet? You yeah. know, whereas the older generation, the boomers, you know, as, as they, they haven't achieved until they were like 50, 60. I, I was reading one time, like, what advice would you give to a younger generation? And these are old people. They were like, why is everyone in such a hurry all the time to achieve yeah. things? Like I opened my own company when I was 57. I became, I got married when I was 40 something. I did this when I was in my, in my sixties, you know, this is, and they have brought with them so much experience and so much knowledge and wealth that when they actually did something, it has, it represented exactly what they wanted. It achieved the goal that they, they were out. Whereas we, we like, okay, so in my twenties, I tried something, but I failed. And then in my 25s, I tried something and I failed. Yeah. And, and, and this is good, but there's so much pressure on everyone all the time. Do something now, do something now, stand out, stand out. Look yeah. at the billionaires, look at how young, uh, whatever the fuck her name is, is the youngest self-made millionaire. See, man, this is why, honestly, like games like you described, like Fallout and Skyrim and all these like open world yeah. RPGs, I, I had this mentality at age 24 mm. where I was so guilty over the wasted time oh, yeah. that I fucking spent okay. with everything I did, right? Okay. And I can't remember which movie it was I watched, but there it, it was a trigger line in it that I, 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 I think it was um, one of those Tarantino, uh, Ron Chifley. Remember the chick that had like a gun for a life? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? Something house. Yes. Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a slaughterhouse, grindhouse. Yeah. There was a moment in that movie where they were, she was talking about like she felt like she wasted all these skills that she developed. She was bartending. I don't know what else she did. They never had any role, anything to play in life. Okay. And then in this one moment, everything that she thought was a waste of time just suddenly came together yeah. and, and made for this miraculous opportunity to be better than she was. Yeah. And I thought about it in the t context of a video game. Mm. If you're playing an RPG, you can waste time running around in Fallout just killing a million zombies. With exactly. No, you're not progressing the story, yeah. but something is progressing. Yes. Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. You're exactly. building a strength. You're, yeah. You have disarmed your fear. You've figured out how to confront things. You you have an inner development that you don't see. Yeah. That's not as obvious. Like people miss out on that. They see things on only an external level. Yeah. What's being developed? Do I have a fit body? Do exactly. I look good on Instagram? Exactly. Do I sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about? It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, dude, you might have been spending your whole life just reading this one book that seems like a waste of time yep. to you. Yep. But yep. then there's something else that you don't realize you have that nobody else does. Exactly. So when people don't continue that journey of self-discovery and expecting themselves to grow naturally, I go, okay, don't do it. 
If you want everything to be bite-sized, expect bite-sized results. But then you motherfuckers, when we come to a point and you're like, I want to digest as much information as I can possible. Yeah. Allow, when the time comes for you to merge your freaking brain with a robot, accept it. <laughs> when you they tell you here, we're going to give you a processor yeah. that goes into your brain and you're going to be a cyborg that can analyze data at a million fucking terabytes per second. Yeah. When that happens, say yes. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to get things at a bite-sized level that you're going to be able to process that fast. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think they would mind at that time. I think they're you full know? of shit. I heard a lot of people <laughs> I think like... they're first, not going to say yes. You know how many people, people have people said... Going, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, want, uh, yeah. I don't want to do that, man. It's like, I want to be all organic and healthy. <laughs> I want to be natural, but I want to be special. Exactly. But I don't want to do put that? the work. You know, there's this meme or this like uh, cartoon that was written and says, like, how many of you want change? And everyone raised their hand yeah. and said, how many of you want to change? And everyone's like, no. no you know, like... It comes down to that. It comes down to how much are you willing to invest in yourself, in your self-growth, in your and understand that it's gonna take a long time. Like when I, uh, I would do the same mistake when I graduated from university. I was like, I'm gonna rule the design world, you know. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm a designer, right? So and I'm gonna have my own mark on it and everything. And in in the class, like they would tell us, don't expect to be good before 10 years of work. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're not going to reach it there. You're just going to do what everyone else is doing for 10 years. And then you're going to start making your mark. I'm like, I'm, I'm more special nah, than man. everyone else. You like, know, this, no, the rules I'm, apply to I'm making shit happen. <laughs> well, you know, I'm yeah. making moves. Yo. <laughs> exactly. And now 10 years or 11 years later, I can see now that I have, I have a mark. Now people can recognize my work, but like, oh, this is something you did. This is someone, right. that, you know what I mean? But it actually took me 10 years without me even noticing that it took me 10 years to reach right. here, you know? For just like every other, you know, something you want to master, you want to do, it's going to take a long time. So you're going to have to take it slow. You're going to have mindfulness, basically. Mindfulness. So doesn't that worry you, like, we, if we take it back now full circle before we have to wrap up because we're getting closer to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, the last part of it. This is the part that scares me the most about conspiracy theories or even the, the realm of woo-woo. And, and some, I'm going to say, <laughs> like it, you, you've, su- you've surprised <laughs> me, man. You've Even with this podcast, I don't know if you're getting into it, but you, you've said to me that you're getting into metaphysics and oh, a lot yeah. of other things that yeah. are spiritual, which I've investigated in the past. Mm. I've been obsessed with ancient aliens. I've been obsessed yeah. with, you know, Zachariah Sitchin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Graham Hancock has yeah. been one of my latest guilty I love pleasures. Him. <laughs> love him I love so him so much, Yeah. Man. Fucking the way along. he talks, man, is like unbelievable. By right? the way, like he's so charismatic when he talks. He is, but like, you can teach me. Teach you can me feel more. the anger though he has sometimes, right? <laughs> yes. When yeah. it comes to the scientific exactly, community, exactly. Because let's be honest, man. He he's he has something there. There's obviously something there, but he's so excited to like go to the next step where he makes a claim about See, something. There's something about. Uh, I, let's I, just clarify yeah, who he is first. Yeah. Uh, 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 basically, he is. Uh, he wrote several books, including one of the most important ones, like Chariots of the Gods. Yeah. And he has has this theory and through, supported through some evidence that he and other archaeologists have found and stuff like that about ancient aliens that have visited Earth and ancient mythologies being inspired by those stuff. Yeah. So this is like, to him, is very, very important. I, I've, I was introduced to him when I was researching something called uh, Anunnaki, which I have spoke mm. about in my one of the episodes. And he basically has a lot of theories which work. You know what I mean? Like they do apply to a lot of things. But as obvi- as always... He, anything that comes out in this, you know, uh, umbrella is called pseudoscience. Yeah. It's not considered as real science, and they, he's gonna be, and he was like really shut out by other scientists, other archaeologists, other stuff. Like, no, this is now just to make real. a distinction between Hancock and Zechariah Sitchin and mm. Donakin and all these others. Yeah, the, the, Graham Hancock these days has actually been more about listen. 
I don't necessarily believe in the ancient aliens that are, you know, they've come and given us a gift, but he believes in the mythology that it has a meaning behind it yeah. and that there might have been a prehistory that people don't know about. Yeah. Like a history that's been eroded by, through time, yeah. that suffered through a catastrophe that yeah. has had lessons and has had structures yeah. and things that predate the pyramids and yes. predate everything else. Exactly. So this is his current thing and this is why I'm like, I'm into it a lot yeah. more yeah. because it's, it's not a history channel. He has a show on uh, Gaia, Gaia.com. Yeah. It's called Ancient Civil civilizations That's where one, yeah. like he and others archaeologists talk as well there's one guy he's french he's called uh, anton parks i think if i'm right. not mistaken he wrote a book called eden and he also has his own version of what's happened with the you know ancient sumerians right. and stuff like that yeah. so well, what got you into it and don't say mariam noor because i know oh, Lebanese God, people no. love her please don't no 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 we don't love her no, no, no. <laughs> we disowned her a long time ago please don't do that what got me into this is Actually, I've always been interested in ancient history yeah. uh, as a general, okay? And okay. I've always been been more attracted to, like, you know, Egyptian mythologies and how people thought back then and everything because that is part of, like, one part history, one part religion, right? So they kind of agree on that when it comes to certain elements that happen. I used to watch a lot of things and I was always fascinated by how they were able to do the things they did. I'm talking purely Egyptian stuff, like when right. it comes to their monuments, when it comes to replicating the stars on the sky and you know and the way the pyramids are built and it's like an, an exact replica of the orion's belt yeah, know, yeah, know, yeah yeah the alignment the alignment and the angle to the nile and all of that like this has always fascinated me but why i was attracted to um, graham moore because he talked about an aspect of history that i never got into which is the ancient sumerians and that was the first civilization yeah and what he talked about shocked me because it is so related to the abrahamic religions that it really like shook my entire foundation when it comes to this. So unlike, yani, you have a lot of different mythologies that have borrowed from each other, right? Like Romans took from the, uh, from the, the yeah, Greeks, Greeks and you and have Greeks like, uh, periods, exactly, yeah. and all of that. Persians, etc. Yeah. When it comes to that Sumerian mythology, it has, a, it has, it was literally the, the, the foundation of all three Abrahamic religions, Judaism, yeah. Islam, and Christianity, but it is never mentioned in those religions. So in none of these religions, like for example, in Lebanon, in, in school, we study history, in, in history class, we don't just study Lebanese history, or, or we study like Egyptian mythology, we study Greeks, we used to memorize yeah. these names, and this is unlike other countries in the Arab world, which don't- Because if they didn't them. tell you about them, you'd have to explain this, the fucking like shit, like Tylos and all this other stuff. Exactly, what like what that? the hell is that? Who built that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they never go into the Sumerians one. And really? yeah, and the Sumerian is so like they literally talk about the Garden of Eden. They talk about Adam and Eve. Yeah. They talk about the serpent who came and told them, "Don't do this." They yes. talk about so many things that are like, like, "Hello, is, is no one noticing this?" You well, know, why I mean? do you like, think that is? Because even in this part of the world, why like, do I think they no one mentioned? Well, on a, for the same reason, I feel like there's a lot of people. If you look at you know the comparison between mm. us and Scandinavians, yeah. which know a lot about their Norse mythology. Okay. For some reason, for this part of the world, if you're talking about Bahrain, the rest of the Gulf, you don't, Bahrain does better at it yeah. than everybody else. But mostly, you don't hear about pre-Islamic history. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and by yeah. that, I mean the pagan traditions. Yeah. The pagan history of the Sumerians, yeah. the Babylonians, mm. the Akkadians, the yeah. Assyrians. Yes. That doesn't really translate, even though there's a direct connection, like the crescent moon. A lot of the other stuff that has... They literally, not just like in terms of the traditions or what they do with the tradition, the names are the same. Exactly. That's what I, this is what, what shocked me the most because they claim that this came from 
God or from someone else. I'm not talking about just Islam. I'm talking about even Christianity. Yeah, like this is like the, the start of it is that it's from God, and that's how we knew. And um, Christianity has a different took, take on the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know how it's split into two: the Old Testament, everything that yeah. is like with the Torah and the Judaism, and then the New Testament is when you know Jesus and everything. So that's the separation. And when they talk about the Old Testament, they mention it in a very um, like. This is just a, an analogy of things. So when we talk about Adam and Eve... Are you talking about specifically Christians? Yeah, 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 yeah. Christians don't believe that Adam and Eve well, actually... Well, some people take it literally and some people say it's uh, an allegory. Yeah, but that's yeah. because of like people. But the actual theology teaches you, like if you want to delve into it as, as a, as a you know, material to study, right. it tells you that this is just... Don't you know, take it literally. Don't take it literally. Like Adam is the, is the man who wanted to become God. So that's that. You have this, you have that, all that stuff. Okay. Right. But there was no mention that this actually came from an actual tablet written in some of some castle somewhere. Right. This is this is what what shook me completely because why are you hiding this fact? Why are you hiding that where you come from? You borrowed some mythology, I, whether they're real or not. Whether there's an alien civilization who came and did this or not, that's not the concern. You know, we we'll, we can debate this for a hundred years. We'll never have answers. Yeah. But it actually comes down to you're hiding something from your people. Not wanting them to compare the fact that you told me this came from God when it actually is written in some mythology somewhere. Yeah, so, so you bought it. Like Mithras being an inspiration for a lot of the acts. Yeah, of Jesus exactly, and exactly. Yeah. And and they didn't take from, for example, Egyptian mythology. They didn't take from other stuff. They yeah. took from this because geographically it's next to it's them. Closer, like you're yeah. talking about Mesopotamia and, and North Iraq, and it's very like it makes a lot of sense that this these stories were passed on from generation to generation within that region, and then it reached, and then. Everything within the Abrahamic religions, all the stories, all the stuff that happened, happened within that small region, which is the Middle East and a bit of North Africa. That's it. And on top of that, I read this somewhere. It's like everything happened here and we've been at war since that time, (laughs) which is another layer as well to it. This is my theory that there's something in the ground. Something that is, uh, yeah, like no, no, Cthulhu yeah. level. Like it's yeah. the same thing with Florida. There's something <laughs> yeah. buried, something evil in the ground in Florida that just fucks up the whole area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you can understand in the culture of the Arab world, for example, how our our need to, to always have a leader, for example, like the way we yeah. treat leaders, religious figures as well, and yeah. stuff like that. Big Pe- pictures hanging. Big, I've said this before yeah. on the podcast, the, this feeling that some some hero is going to come yes. and just change all our problems. Exactly. Affects everything. This exactly. has been a reoccurring theme. Reoccurring theme, and as well that rejection in the three uh, um, Abrahamic religions rejection to anything related to energy to anything related to what you can achieve as a human as a person, as yeah. a person in, on a metaphysical level you know what I mean so anything that whenever you talk to someone or you approach them within that area they were oh you're, you're, you're a Hindu now you're actually a Buddhist now you're you're dealing with things like the chakras and yeah. all that stuff this is a different religion of people who don't believe in one God and they are you know pagans and stuff like that right. but why is it that th- this region never discusses energy level stuff, holistic uh, stuff that have actually worked? Well, that's the in thing. Like uh, we were joking earlier about Maryam Noor, but there, there are there's been a tradition yeah, of new ages. Yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of people from 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 the older generations yeah. of people from the 60s, even before that. Yeah. You see Sufis. Yeah. A lot of them connect to this, right? Now, this is where I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna challenge you a bit, not in the sense that I'm not open minded mm. to this stuff, but I, I want to understand. Do you see an impact on this that's always empowering, or do you feel like it's limiting? Because when I brought it to uh, segue it away from the 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 you know the idea of empowering yourself yeah, yeah. And, and the conspiracy theories before yeah. that, a lot of this stuff is people like will say it's an external power that controls my life. Therefore, I don't. What is the religion or the anything? Like, whether it's a conspiracy theory, whether it's a, an no, outside it's, energy. Yeah. 
So my idea is we were talking about people empowering themselves yeah. and believing that if they take their own power, their own development in their own hands, yeah. they can achieve a lot. Now, from the world of like spirituality and metaphysics, mm. do you feel like people are much more inclined to actually empower or to say my positivity comes from something external because i've noticed that with some people not yeah. all yeah but let's see i go to yoga class and oh and my god <laughs> there are some people that just i cannot handle this level of energy you're putting out yeah, there yeah that's horrible that's, Please, that's just yeah you are spreading i don't oh god the crystals <laughs> the crystals are speaking to me and and, yeah. and they're very fragile yeah so how do you uh, no see as we've also said throughout this recording episode that there's always a human part of it you know what i mean there's always yeah. going to be up and down and it's never going to be like this is the absolute truth or this exactly. is not, right there's something in the middle there. exactly there's something in the middle but the way i'm seeing that the community is doing now is that they are feeling more empowered when it comes to what they can achieve as individuals as opposed to before how it was I'm going to let my religious leader tell me what to do. I'm going to let my political leader tell me what to do. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's this revolution that's happening, but not on a physical level, on more of a, of a mental level. You're talking level. about a mental revolution. Mental that's, revolution. Be very clear yeah. about those yeah, yeah, words. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, no, there's this mental revolution happening all yeah. over the world where people are you know, awakening to, to a lot of things that, right. that, that they weren't awakened to before. You know, even in, in daily conversations like... You know, our grandparents didn't sit down and talk about uh, holistic approaches and, you know, like they may have like, you know, the more uh, organic approach, they, but not on a spiritual level. Right. They were, they were always like, you know, like spirituality is something I don't really understand. I don't think that someone tells me what my religion is. Someone, so I'm just going to accept it at faith value and just like, you know, good, they accept it and move on. And, and that's it. Now it's like. I'm actually feeling that, you know, I'm more empowered as an individual, as a soul that's in me, as all that. And not in a way where it rejects other ideas, but it evolves them. This right. is where it comes. Like, so, like if you want to look at just the history of the church, for example, in Christianity and Catholicism in, in specific, okay? The church was, you know, unbelievably, you know, oppressive and, you know, the Spanish Inquisition that happened in the 1500s and the, the systemic, you know, killing of everything. Yeah. And... Once people started awakening and started realizing that what the church is telling me is not okay, it doesn't apply to the Christian values that the Bible says, for example, they started revolting. Are you talking a, about Martin Luther? and that, that Not just of... Martin Luther, even within the church. Like okay. There's a lot of like saints or whatever or yeah. people yeah. Uh, that, that have you know, raised these issues to the church. And the you, you, way you're acting is wrong. It doesn't apply with what the teaching is. So you are on a power trip, you're doing that. But that only happened once people started waking up. So they had also, they went through a mental awakening at that time to kind of reject what's happening and, and not accepting the status quo. And when that happened, at first they were considered heretics and at yeah. first they were shunned down and they were, they were prosecuted and all that. But then once it became so popular, the church went through a reform and they did the Renaissance. And that's when all the ideas changed completely. So a lot of things that we say now, just as a woman being in church, for example, was considered heresy back then. Right. So what I believe happens on a religious level in, in all religions, not just in Christianity, in all religions, is that you accept certain things for a long time. You take it from your parents, from their ancestors and all that. And then there's this awakening that happens at some point where slowly over like maybe a century, half a century, something like that, where people start saying like, you know what, I accept everything you told me, but I don't think that's enough. This is right. not enough to me anymore as a, as, a, as a collective is not enough. Like I'm not seeing the world a better place. I'm not seeing myself empowered. I'm seeing myself being controlled more. So I'm going to take what you taught me, but I'm going to take it to the next level. 
This yeah. is actually part of an evolutionary process of everything, not just in terms of well, religion. Well, this is, this is why it's, it's good when people have these, you know, spiritual journeys. And I, I make fun of it all the time. You know, the, the white people that come here to experience the Middle East. Yeah. And they're <laughs> sure. having their Lawrence of Arabia moment. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But they're, they're on, they're seeking. But there's a path. There's a path. Yes. They're seeking truth. They're exactly. seeking, they go to Bali, they go to somewhere else and they, they, they figure out what works for them. Now, my issue with it as somebody that is, you know, Obviously, I favor pragmatism. I favor the rational sciences and everything mm. else and critical thinking skills because that's what helped me kind of come out of my own experiences growing up in Saudi. Yeah. Being able to measure what's true and what's not necessarily true and yeah. what's maybe not a lie. But and what works for you at the end exactly. of the day. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What you resonate with. What I resonate with and it allows things to kind of be handled and categorized easier. Like it's just much more of an efficient system. Okay. Now, a lot of people will point to you know the scientific method and they say, well, science gets a lot of things wrong over the time mm. you know they might point at somebody like graham hancock and laugh at him and be like you know your ideas don't have any substantial founding and then, uh, and then they'll find no. goodbye clay tepe right yeah, yeah. Now, I, I understand. Because how many ideas were considered as pseudoscience? Now right. they're actual science. Exactly. Now, here's the, the thing. Here's where I have a, a breaking off point okay. with, with, you know, the, the woo-woo culture mm -hmm. or specifically the metaphysics community yeah. and the scientific community. Yeah. The scientific community has something in place that allows it to readjust, re-evolve and re-evaluate and look at itself and say, we were wrong about that. I sometimes worry that the same kind of lack of ability to regenerate doesn't necessarily happen in the metaphysical community. So on a spiritual individual level, it's so meaningful because somebody can go from no spiritual presence in the world whatsoever, no meaning internally, and then they can find it in something that makes sense to them, yeah. which is really empowering. Yeah. But as a collective system, you can have these bad actors that will stay in the system forever and spread misinformation or, you know, just have belief systems that propagate itself that actually do harm to the truth. Yeah. So the truth doesn't, doesn't naturally uncover itself over time. Do you see what I'm saying, where I'm getting at? Oh, I see what you're saying, but even in the scientific community, there's still this thing, because when someone mentions a wrong, uh, you know, hypothesis or something like that, he is still considered like, no, you're, you're, you're wrong about true. this. Let's put you on the side until you can prove this or until you can prove everything doesn't work, so we'll believe that. That's true. So this is more to me as a, as a human reaction to, to a collective idea that people have accepted as truth, and then it comes from it. Now, the difference is science in itself, yes, science is like they say like this is like the best guess right like it's it's, it's the conflict that it's, yeah. ends up because those guys that will challenge that person and say you're an idiot yeah they as long as the conflict happens eventually the conflict will result in the truth yeah. it might take 2000 years of injustice exactly but it will but it will with the metaphysical community it doesn't necessarily happen yeah but because the metaphysical community is um, the reason behind doing this is not to achieve something on a physical level Right. This is the difference. Science is is it, in its nature needs to prove something on the physical level. The metaphysical or the holistic uh, holistic community, they are going after a realm that is not touched with the physical world. So there will never be an actual full determined answer. And they accept this, which is why it's more about what resonates with you and what you accept, how it affects your life. Now, right. nothing within the, the, um, the, that community talks uh, like is prone to violence, is prone to hurting others. It's, it's all about the collective, the one. All of us are in this so that we can, everyone's life gets better, not just on a physical level, but on a spiritual level as well. So, so the purpose behind it is not to be proven. 
and this is what what actually uh, you know I found it very interesting and want to go deeper into it that people in the spiritual community who have reached a certain level they are not here to convince you with what they know mm. they're here to share with you what they know you can take it and do whatever you want with it and they don't come off like for example someone like Graham for example and not really spiritual, but within his theories, he doesn't really care that people are against him. Yes, That's he's true. angry, but at the same time, he believes in something so much that I no longer have to validate my, my beliefs through someone else. So I just come tell you something. This happened to me. I've experienced this. I've done this and all that. And, you know, you're free to do with this information. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't yeah. challenge me if you don't believe in well, it. Well, that's why I don't like it when, you know, there's certain platforms on the Internet that take down people that have conspiracy mm. theories yeah. or anything. I don't want like that. Yeah. Let them talk. Yeah. I like to investigate even somebody that, you know, this isn't necessarily a bad actor as, as they're intentionally trying to spread yeah. misinformation. They might just, this is their worldview. And the more I digest it, the more I, I can I can figure out what is actually of value in what they say yes. and what's bullshit. Exactly. You know, or like something that they might expand on, elaborate on yeah. later. But there are certain things where I feel like even those things, I have to say, well, this is where you it starts to affect policy. Okay. So if you talk about the issue of vaccines, that's been a, a huge thing that people talked about over and over again. Yeah. And a lot of people that are anti-vaccine mm. hate it when somebody says, you know, this is this is a, a reality of the situation where vaccines you cannot deny that a, the effect this, it has. It, ha it has course. that effect. Of course. The the fact that we are in this right now, this three months yeah. of this coronavirus, yeah. is exactly because it's something new. Yeah. That we've never dealt with. I mean, if you don't believe in vaccine, go talk to people who have polio or tuberculosis. Like hello, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We, we still have the exactly. effects of that that happened yeah. to this day. Yeah. So that's now where the line starts to get blurry. But this right? is not a holistic or spiritual approach. These people are raging against a a fake. That's what they call it, like fake, uh, non-organic, uh, machine-driven system. Not, yeah. not a, a holistic or spiritual. There's a, a huge difference between the two. Yes, they might have the same values. For example, someone who will come tell you, I'd rather like go vegan, for example. I'd yeah. rather do this. But the people that I know personally, or I've talked to to understand their reasoning behind doing this, let's say veganism, for example, most of them are not about like, I'm going to go, you know, throw something on you because you're wearing fur or because you're eating no, meat. Like, I, I don't care about what you do. Like, to me, it helps me being more healthy. It helps me. Whatever. Okay, so it works for you. So it's the same as any other group. It's like always the extremists are the loudest, That's right? True. So, but you shouldn't judge them based on that. I agree with on you. That but, extreme. but here's the thing. We're not talking necessarily because I know a few people that are anti-vaxxers and I don't have anything against them. I understand where the concern is coming from. Okay. So I try to understand their perspective as much as possible. But if you're an anti-vaxxer who isn't necessarily out there preaching it, yeah. saying everybody should do You're this, hurting someone else. Yes. But if, if they don't, if even when they just take their personal choice, mm -hmm. so throwing the, the analogy you gave of throwing a dye or ink on somebody mm. that has yeah. fur yeah that is an active action yes. you're taking okay but this person that decides for me and my family we're not going to take vaccines right that is an inactive thing they're not going out there spreading it yeah but even that hurts can hurt a community where immunity i agree i agree definitely so but you, you have to approach and understand why they are anti-vaxxers 
Yeah. It's not that someone just woke up and said, this thing that has worked for 100 years, I just don't want to accept it anymore. There is a lack of trust in the system. Exactly. And that's what you need to cure, not the vaccine itself. Because the vaccine, if you if you give them this, okay, you don't have the vaccine, they'll be like, yeah, but I also don't understand why I have to put my money in a bank, for example. Yeah. Why are you telling me this? Why? So the, the issue becomes not about what they're now going after, or flat earthers, for example, like we said, or whatever. It's about the mistrust in the, in the system that has basically not gained our trust. It hasn't yeah. earned that. We, What people are doing is that this wake up that's happening, this awakening that's happening, it could have, it's being driven into the wrong places, but the intention behind it it's not, is, to, yeah. is to say, no, I'm not gonna just accept everything you told me. Why are people not, even though there's like so much data, vaccines, for example, like it works, it works, it works. Then they see one paper that was, you know, that yeah. one was, oh my God, I knew it. Why? Because they're looking at something to discredit the system exactly. because they don't trust the system. The system that has uh, promised to protect us, promised to, uh, you know, if to be fair to us, for example, if I work hard, I'm gonna get what my due. Exactly. I don't get my due. I don't. I'm not feeling safe. The sis- the police is uh, against me. The, the this is the. I cannot do this. I cannot do that. Like okay, so what's the one thing that I can at least control? Let's say anti-vaccine. Uh, anti-vaccine. Oh, okay, because this is something that I can do. It's it's uh, touching me and my family. That's where it goes. So instead of looking at what they're after. We should we should try to solve why they're doing this, why they are against it, why are they saying that the earth is flat or, or round or whatever? How does it benefit their lives? How does yeah. it benefit anyone's life if he knows that the earth is flat? So, right, okay, so, so what? final question to you because this is a, a follow up to this one. I have an issue when I speak to somebody from that side. I just described the kind of person <laughs> like I, I have an energy problem and I don't understand <laughs> it, and I I need you to just take this and bring it here. Yeah. Now, if I try to talk to them That's in the nice. language that I understand, that you understand. Yeah. Okay, so you're in a good example. Uh, a bunch of people I know mm. are a good example of people that have the ability to communicate rationally and we can parse it out. Yeah. So the same way I can have empathy to somebody's uh, point of view when they're, they don't want to take vaccines for their kids because yeah. they're worried about a statistical anomaly. I can empathize with that. I can understand that, feel compassionate towards it because you know if I had a kid, I'd probably be just as scared about yeah. that kid. But when you when I can communicate with them and, and show them the, the language that's used to be able to show you why this thing is not scary, it's easier than talking to somebody that has a specific language okay. that only speaks and resonates on a specific... Fine. Do you understand? I'll ask you a question okay. to answer that. Okay. So you're giving me, for example, let's say anti-vaccine. I get it that it affects you. Why do you feel the need to talk to them? To these people who tell you like, oh my God, like I need my crystals and I need my, my energy. What is the... Where do you feel the need to bring a certain information to them? Only when it's, like I said, a policy issue like vaccinating. That's it. Okay. okay. No other issue. So they let's say, for example, yeah, life. like in yoga, for example, someone's saying all that uh, and like, oh my God, like your energy is not affecting it's me. It's no or... different than when I have my own biases okay. on, mm. you know, nerdy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let, they are free to live their life as they will. It's only when we need to talk about something that can ha- have an actual policy effect. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's a communication breakdown because they're using a different language to communicate. Yeah. I'm using a different language to communicate. And usually for me, the baseline is that rational, you know, pragmatic. I don't, you cannot approach it from a rational face. That's this the is, problem. This is, this is, because they only understand their language, their Yes, truth. exactly. But at the end of the day, your purpose is to reach out to them, not to just make your point, right? So when it comes to this, you need to approach it from their side. Why are you believing in this? What is the takeaway from your belief? How is it empowering you to do this and that? And that's where you can actually go into their uh, you know, ideology and, and try to force something on them. But 
if you're coming from that from a rational place, they already have access to that. They don't need you to tell them that vaccine works because they know that it works from a factual place. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you cannot just tell them, look at all these numbers and all these people who have. Uh, they were like, okay, but that doesn't mean anything to me. These numbers are manipulated. Mm. If you approach nope. them, <laughs> we lost another light. That's all right. Like yeah, we're almost done. Uh, like basically, if you approach them from uh, from a factual place, you will not be able to reach out to them because they're not operating from a factual place. Right. And if you want results, then you have to go to them. You cannot bring them to you. This is the same mentality and approach that as, as we were talking about, like solving racism or whatever. You yes. cannot approach it from that place. But this is why it worries me, because then you have to use a language that ends up becoming this language that can easily be manipulated. So the language of science, mm. it, all you have to do is be lazy and then it can be manipulated if you don't do enough work to figure out the science. Yeah. But the language of metaphysics sometimes mm. or even the language of uh, you know social justice can easily be manipulated. So if I say to you, if I try to guilt trip you yeah. into taking your vaccine, I've achieved the result. But, but you the, haven't changed my mind or solved my issue. The truth has just fallen to the wayside. So I've decided it's a victory for me to go to you as somebody who resonates more with emotions and empathy instead yeah. of rational data. Yeah. And I go to you and I say, do you know how many people have died? Do you know how many of my family members as, as you know, tribesmen in Saudi died because of a lack of vaccines? If I use that argument, that might resonate with them more and they might connect with it. But then I don't actually, the truth isn't there. I've just, I've, I've played on their feelings. You manipulated them in a way. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I avoid that language. I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, it doesn't resonate with me because I've seen it get used and abused by people. But, okay. So have you sat down with someone who is anti-vaxxer and actually he, that person told you why they are anti-vaxxers or what, what, where did they get this idea from? Honestly, mm. all the ones that I know yeah. are very rational. The ones that I personally speak to. Okay. They're willing to speak in that language. Okay. But I have been in scenarios before where I've met people on different issues, other topics, mm. uh, whether it be religion or conservatism in, yeah. in Saudi and anything else. And there is that they only speak this language. That language, yeah. And if you don't come at them in that language, then there's no way to, to communicate with them. But that's the, yani, this is what, what the downside of being more educated and more enlightened than others is that you understand that you are speaking a different language they don't understand that there's a different language you understand yeah your approach you are someone who has done the research and understand that they are different people to them there's only one language and that's the one they're speaking everything else is a form of attack you are attacking their beliefs you are attacking their their, their structure, their, their column in their lives like don't come at me with this I'm fine where I am I'm, I'm safe in my bubble so you, as someone who understands more, you as someone who is not smarter, but you have done the work, you, given that you know that they are speaking on a different language, you have the responsibility to act on that, in that language. This is the difference. You're not going to lose your own values when you go down, down to their language, for example, and talk to them in the language. That they are. You're not going to lose any value because you know who you are. They fear that if they go up to a different language, they're going to lose their values. Yeah. Because they know that everything that they believe in is sort of like very shaky, like in a glass house, basically. Like, like I don't want to do anything that's going to break down the, my, my, my system, my bubble. I don't want to break it down. So I'm not going to venture into a conversation with you to try to convince you or you convince me because I don't want this shaking. And this is works as well in religious topics, by the way, especially when you go to fanat you know, like yeah. extremes. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't want to talk, uh, 
you know, you cannot imagine how many people I've talked to and I've told them like, who were like very devout, you know, religious. And I would tell them, okay, but this doesn't work because look at others, how the system doesn't work. Like, I don't care about what others do. I only care about me. Yeah. I only care about my environment, my, my, my you know, uh, the, the, the house that I live in, the street that I, that's all I care about. They don't want to come out from the bubble. So you cannot drag them out. You just can't. You have to go to their bubble, understand why they are there, why are, have they built that bubble? And then you can try to bring them out with you outside. So just standing outside, they're not going to come out ever. That's the thing. I've, I've experienced it myself personally, and mm. I, I'm happy with the results I've had. But I, I can say that there are a few times where I'm sad. I'm sad to see the truth actually never be investigated and never be actually used. And at times it's led to some people only being convinced of, uh, of something through some form of manipulation and I feel like even when I did those at a younger age I didn't feel like I won I felt like okay. it turned into a debate yeah. not a seeking of truth yeah yeah where I want to destroy somebody yeah and it's not about you understanding my perspective it's just that ah got you exactly because and that's you, you, once you look at the reason behind the debate or why this conversation started you can see how it's going to end is my purpose to convince you or is my purpose sharing what I believe exactly if I'm here to just share what I believe you might take something. I could plant something in you that eventually be like, I can see your point. But if I'm like, no, no, you're wrong. You are saying something wrong. See this point? I'm right. You're wrong. They're never gonna. They're gonna because it becomes a form of attack, and they're gonna go into the full defensive mode. This right. is this is the basis of a conversation. This is it. So yeah. we'll, we'll, here's what we're gonna do for a challenge for next time, guys. We're gonna be delving much deeper into some of the metaphysical topics here. Ooh. We've had a little bit more on the conspiracy side of things at the start, and I appreciated a little bit of the back and forth. So, uh, uh, man, honestly, uh, I I'm looking forward to a lot many a lot more episodes. I'm looking forward to your podcast, Paradigm Shift. Check it out. Where can they find it, Sergio? Uh, you can just find it on Instagram. Just put Paradigm Shift Podcast and it will have all the links to anywhere you want to listen. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, everything. And thank you so much for having me. I always Man, enjoy any time we sit and talk, Honestly, by the way. Honestly, this has been one of the more, more interesting ones. And I, I want to learn more about how to communicate to people yeah. that use bullshit <laughs> communication. All right. The world of metaphysics is an interesting, beautiful world with a lot of interesting, open-minded topics. I love it. I love it. But they can't communicate for shit. We need to talk. We need to talk. We need to yeah. talk. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you again Thank for you. being with us here today. Uh, guys, if you want to check it out, as I said, Paradigm Shift. He's on the podcast on Instagram. You can find it. And uh, make sure to give us your opinions, your thoughts on how you felt about these conversations from conspiracy theories to personal development to spirituality and metaphysics and what you'd like to see more of in the future. Uh, Sergio is here every single time. I'm probably going to be on his podcast as well. Definitely. So uh, check his out and give us also a comment, a share, a like, a subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. Longest podcast yet. Really? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good. I promise you, nobody's gonna no listen. Gonna... <laughs> Whoever stayed till now, good job. You're an, you're awesome. You're one. You were a truth seeker. <laughs> yeah. If you listen this long, you're a truth seeker. All right, you guys. Bye.